0: Exodus 8 through 9 Then the lord said to moses go to pharaoh and say to him this is what the lord says let my people go so that they may serve me but if you refuse to let them go behold i am going to strike your entire territory with frogs the nile will swarm with frogs which will come up and go into your house even into your bedroom and on your bed and into all the houses of your servants, and on your people, and into your ovens and kneading bowls. So the frogs will come up on you, your people, and on all your servants. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Extend your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the streams, and over the pools, and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron extended his hand over the waters of Egypt and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. However, the soothsayer priests did the same with their secret arts, making frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Plead with the Lord to remove the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, so that they may sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, The honor is yours to tell me, When shall I plead for you and your servants and your people that the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses, that they be left only in the Nile? Then he said, Tomorrow. So he said, May it be according to your word, may it be according to your word, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you and your houses, and from your servants and your people. They will be left only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had inflicted upon Pharaoh. The Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, the courtyards, and the fields. So they piled them in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Extend your staff, and strike the dust of the earth, so that it may turn into gnats through all the land of Egypt. They did so, and Aaron extended his hand with his staff, and struck the dust of the earth. And there were gnats on every person and animal. All the dust of the earth turned into gnats through all the land of Egypt. The soothsayer priests tried with their secret arts to produce gnats, But they could not, so there were gnats on every person and animal. Then the soothsayer priests said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning, and present yourself before Pharaoh, as he comes out to the water, and say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go. So that they may serve me. For if you are not going to let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, and on your people, and into your houses. And the houses of the Egyptians will be full of swarms of flies, and also on the ground which they live. But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people are living, so that no swarms of flies will be there. In order that you may know that I, the Lord, am in the midst of the land, I will put division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign will occur. Then the Lord did so, and thick swarms of flies entered the house of Pharaoh and the houses of his servants, and the land was laid waste because of the swarms of flies in all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go! Sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, It is not permissible for us to do so, because we will sacrifice to the Lord our God that which is an abomination to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice that which is an abomination to the Egyptians before their eyes, will they not stone us? We must go a three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God just as he commands us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go, so that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Plead for me. Then Moses said, Behold, I am going to leave you, and I will plead with the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only do not let Pharaoh deal deceitfully again in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses left Pharaoh and pleaded with the Lord. The Lord did as Moses asked, and removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and he did not let the people go. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and speak to him. This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. Let my people go, so that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them, behold, the hand of the Lord will come with a very severe plague on your livestock which are in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the herds, and on the flocks. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, so that nothing will die that belongs to the sons of Israel. And the Lord set a definite time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. So the Lord did this thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died, but not one of the livestock of the sons of Israel died. And Pharaoh sent men, and they learned that, behold, not even one of the livestock of Israel was dead, but the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take for yourselves handfuls of soot from a kiln, and Moses shall toss it toward the sky in the sight of Pharaoh. Then it will become fine dust over all the land of Egypt, and will turn into boils, breaking out with sores on every person and animal throughout all the land of Egypt. So they took soot from a kiln and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses tossed it toward the sky and it became boils breaking out with sores on every person and animal. The soothsayer priests could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were on the soothsayer priests as well as on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. Let my people go, so that they may serve me. For this time I am going to send all my plagues on you and on your servants, and on your people, so that you may know there is no one like me in all the earth. For had I now put my hand and struck you and your people with plague, you would then have been eliminated from the earth. But indeed, for this reason I have allowed you to remain in order to show you my power and in order to proclaim my name throughout the earth. Still you exalt yourself against my people by not letting them go. Behold, about this time tomorrow I will send a very heavy hail, such as has not been seen in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. So now, send word, bring your livestock and whatever you have in the field to safety. Every person and animal that is found in the field and is not brought home, when the hail comes down on them, will die. Everyone among the servants of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord hurried to bring his servants and his livestock into the houses, but everyone who did not pay regard to the word of the Lord left his servants and his livestock in the field. Now the Lord said to Moses, Reach out with your hand toward the sky. So that hail may fall on all the land of Egypt, on every person and animal, and on every plant of the field, throughout the land of Egypt. So Moses reached out with his staff toward the sky, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire ran down to the earth. And the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire flashing intermittently in the midst of the hail, which was very heavy such as not had occurred in the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The hail struck everything that was in the field all through the land of Egypt, from people to animals. The hail also struck every plant in the field and shattered every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the sons of Israel were, was there no hail. Then Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is the righteous one, and I and my people are the wicked ones. Plead with the Lord, for there has been enough of God's thunder and hail, and I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. Moses said to him, As soon as I go out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease, and there will no longer be hail, so that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But as for you and your servants... I know that you do not yet fear the Lord God. Now the flax and the barley were ruined, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was in bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not ruined, for they ripened late. So Moses left the city from his meeting with Pharaoh and spread out his hands to the Lord. And the thunder and the hail stopped, and rain no longer poured on the earth. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had stopped, he sinned again, and hardened his heart, he and his servants. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not let the sons of Israel go, just as the Lord had spoken through Moses. Mark 1 The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, just as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger before you, who will prepare your way, the voice of one calling out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and all the country of Judea was going out to him, and all the people of Jerusalem, and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. John was clothed with camel's hair, and wore a leather belt around his waist, and his diet was locusts and wild honey. And he was preaching, saying, After me one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to bend down and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptized you with water, but he will baptize you, With the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opening, and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. And immediately the Spirit brought him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were serving him. Now, after John was taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he was going along the Sea of Galilee he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will have you become fishers of people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James the son of Zebedee and his brother John, who were also in the boat, mending their nets. Immediately he called them, And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with hired men, and went away to follow him. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath Jesus entered the synagogue, and began to teach. And they were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Just then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, What business do you have with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, and come out of him. After throwing him into convulsions, and crying out with a loud voice, the unclean spirit came out of him. And they were all amazed. So they debated among themselves, saying, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Immediately, the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding region of Galilee. And immediately, after they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew, with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever, and they immediately spoke to Jesus about her, and he came to her and raised her up taking her by the hand. And the fever left her, and she served them. Now when evening came, after the sun had set, they began to bring him all who were ill, and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city had gathered at the door. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew who he was. And in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and prayed there for a time. Simon and his companions eagerly searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let's go somewhere else to the towns nearby, so that I may also preach there, for this is why I came. And he went into their synagogues, preaching throughout Galilee and casting out the demons. And a man with leprosy came to Jesus, imploring him and kneeling down, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out with his hand, and touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he sternly warned him, and immediately sent him away. And he said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the news around, to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but stayed out in unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. Acts 23 Now, looking intently at the council, Paul said, Brothers, I have lived my life with an entirely good conscience before God up to this day. But the high priest Ananias commanded those standing beside him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall! Do you sit to try me according to the law, and in violation of the law order me to be struck? But those present said, Are you insulting God's high priest? And Paul said, I was not aware, brothers, that he is a high priest, for it is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. But Paul, perceiving that one group were Sadducees and the other were Pharisees, "...began crying out in the council, "'Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. "'I am on trial for the hope and resurrection of the dead.' "'When he said this, a dissension occurred "'between the Pharisees and Sadducees, "'and the assembly was divided. "'For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, "'nor an angel, nor a spirit. "'But the Pharisees acknowledge them all, "'and a great uproar occurred.' And some of the scribes of the Pharisaic party stood up and started arguing heatedly, saying, We find nothing wrong with this man. Suppose a spirit or an angel has spoken to him. And when the great dissension occurred, the commander was afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, and he ordered the troops to go down and take him away from them by force, and bring him into the barracks. But on the following night the Lord stood near him, and said, Be courageous, for as you have testified to the truth about me in Jerusalem, you must also testify in Rome also. When it was day, the Jews formed a conspiracy and put themselves under an oath, saying that they would neither eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than forty who formed this plot. They came to the chief priests and the elders and said, We have put ourselves under an oath to taste nothing until we have killed Paul. Now, therefore, you and the council notify the commander to bring him down to you, as though you were going to investigate his case more thoroughly. And as for us, we are ready to kill him before he comes near the place. But the son of Paul's sister heard about their ambush, and he came and entered the barracks and told Paul, Paul called one of the centurions to himself, and said, Take this young man to the commander, for he has something to report to him. So he took him and led him to the commander, and said, Paul the prisoner called me over to him, and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took him by the hand, and stepping aside, began to inquire of him privately, What is it that you have to report to me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down tomorrow to the council, as though they were going to inquire somewhat more thoroughly about him. So do not listen to them, for more than forty of them are in hiding to ambush him. And these men have put themselves under an oath to not eat or drink until they kill him. And now they are ready and waiting for assurance from you. Then the commander let the young man go, instructing him, Tell no one that you have notified me of these things. And he called to him two of the centurions and said, Get two hundred soldiers ready by the third hour of the night to proceed to Caesarea with seventy horsemen and two hundred spearmen. They were also to provide mounts to put Paul on and bring him safely to Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter with the following content, Claudius Lysias, to the most excellent governor, Felix, greetings. When this man was seized by the Jews, and was about to be killed by them, I came up to them with the troops and rescued him, after learning that he was a Roman. And wanting to ascertain the basis for the charges they were bringing against him, I brought him down to their council, and I found that he was being accused regarding questions in their law but was not charged with anything deserving death or imprisonment. When I was informed that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to you at once, also instructing his accusers to bring charges against him before you. So the soldiers, in accordance with their orders, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipatris. But on the next day they let the horsemen go with him, and they returned to the barracks. When these horsemen had come to Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they also presented Paul to him. Now, when he read it, he also asked from what province Paul was, and when he learned that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will give you a hearing when your accusers arrive as well, giving orders for Paul to be kept in Herod's praetorium. Proverbs 11, 11-21 By the blessing of the upright a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked it is torn down. One who despises his neighbor lacks sense, but a person of understanding keeps silent. One who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets, but one who is trustworthy conceals a matter. Where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there is victory. One who is a guarantor for a stranger will certainly suffer for it. But one who hates being a guarantor is secure. A gracious woman attains honor, and ruthless men attain riches. A merciful person does himself good, but the cruel person does himself harm. A wicked person earns deceptive wages, but one who sows righteousness gets a true reward. One who is steadfast in righteousness attains life, but one who pursues evil attains his own death. The perverse in heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their walk are his delight. Be assured, the evil person will not go unpunished. But the descendants of the righteous will be rescued. Psalm 24 The earth is the Lord's, and all it contains, the world and those who live in it. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the rivers. Who may ascend onto the hill of the Lord, and who may stand in his holy place? one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to deceit, and has not sworn deceitfully. He will receive a blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, even Jacob. Lift up your heads, you gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of Glory may come in. Who is the King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, and lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of Glory may come in. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord of armies. He is the King of Glory